High temperatures tomorrow, low 70s. Windy Thursday afternoon, partly sunny. Warmer yet, middle and upper 70s. Ralph Sanjay, WGSO. Warmer days are ahead, and you're invited to fun family shopping at the Spring into Summer Arts and Crafts Show. There'll be an Easter bunny and free face painting for the kids. No admission charge and doors open at 9 a.m. Saturday, February 24th, Magnolia Park Recreation District, 13,000 Louisiana 40, Folsom, Louisiana. No admission charge and doors open at 9 a.m. Get more info on Facebook at Spring into Summer Arts and Craft Show. edition of the food show i'm sitting out on the deck beautiful beautiful day again today i'm marianne fitzmorris i'd love to talk food with you as i've said many times before some fitzmorris has been doing that for 35 years that's a long time we do not have a guest today that i know of i'm going to see if will would like to come on and talk about crawfish because i feel like we're starting to do crawfish. Am I wrong about that, Patty? I see these things on Instagram, but I'm not sure. No, you're not wrong, but they are outrageously expensive. So they still are. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, I just, I mean, you know what? It's like second week in Lent now, so this might just be one really forgettable crawfish season. I hate to say it, but I hope not. I heard an interview with um, the uh, agriculture guy, Mike yes, Strain, uh-huh. yeah. and he said that he uh, doubts that we'll see prices less than 5 or $6 a pound this year. Period. Yeah. Okay. Well, I tell for you boiled. what, though, I don't know about live. I've boiled. said this before, and I'll say it again. I feel like if you want something, and this completely... Uh, seems counterintuitive based on everything you hear on the news about how high prices are and how everybody is, you know, bleeding out. But I think that people will just pay it. If they want it, they'll pay it. I think you're right. that's it. That's it. So anyway, that's my thought about it. Uh, if you have had some of these golden crawfish, I would like to hear about it. Maybe they're not even that good. So I would like to hear if you uh, actually braved it you paid for it what did you pay you don't have to feel silly saying that you did it and how they were if you would care to uh, participate um five five six nine six nine six is the number give us a call did we go anywhere last night no we did not go anywhere last night and i'm sorry to report we went back to coretta today it's just too nice outside i mean i wish that there was a patio you have to remember tom spends a lot of time in bed so uh i need to get him out to get some vitamin d and so i get him outside and it's completely against 
everything he believes in. He has never been an alfresco kind of guy. And uh, when he was living his own life without me doing the driving, he almost never did that and complained anytime we insisted on doing it. But this is his life now, and he does get out uh much more frequently. I bet you he's had more sunshine in the last couple of years than he's had his entire life. So um, it was just too beautiful today. And I wish there was a patio. You know, we have a couple of outdoor spaces over here. The one at the anchor is fabulous. And now I have to really think, hmm, hmm. Because you're also, you're dealing with Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday are kind of slow days. So a lot of places aren't even open. I was checking for Chifunctas just in case they were open. And it looks like they are now down to Friday only. So that's disappointing. Uh, there will not be any more nice lunches on a day like today, assuming I want to get dressed up for it to go to Chifunctas. So, so that leaves Pardo's where we... Don't usually sit outside, but in weather like this, we do. There's a beautiful patio out there, which is hardly used. It's such such a disappointment. I mean, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous space. And then I'm just trying to think. We were going to go to Lola today, but I wanted bright sunshine. So we went to La Coretta and took the umbrella down and let the sun just, you know, wash over us for a little while. We are going across the lake tonight. And I will have something else to report uh, for you tomorrow. You know, I did some of those camellia white beans. And <laughs> I put some chicken stock in it, which was unfortunate this particular time. Because I have said time and again that it needs nothing. And that's true. It needs nothing. So I had that vegetable chicken stock that I'm putting in everything now and I put it in there the last time and I had it in the refrigerator and I was wondering because I put it in the freezer because we weren't eating it and I put it in the freezer and then I took it out of the freezer thinking we were going to eat it on Saturday and so by Sunday evening I started smelling something really kind of horrendous in there and then I realized, oh my gosh, I think that's the beans. And then I was thinking, why does it smell so bad? And then I realized I didn't leave well enough alone and just have the delicious seasonings and the water I put the chicken stock in. And so I wound up having to throw that whole thing of beans away, which was very disappointing because I love those things. 5569696 is the number today. It's National Cherry Pie Day. Yay. I know I've asked you this before, Patty. You do eat cherry pie from time to time. Oh, yeah, I time, love cherry right? pie. <laughs> okay. Now, do you make cherry pie? I know that's a big ha-ha, but you might. No, I have Sometimes made it. Sometimes you surprise me. Yeah, I've yeah. made it on occasion. Um, most of the time I'll buy one. but if for Where do you, you buy know, them? Winn-Dixie makes really good. Oh, they do? Really? Baked pies, yeah. Huh. Okay. Hmm. Well. Sometimes I'll make it. I have been known to make them. Okay. Well. You can make one today. It's National Cherry Pie Day. 
<laughs> I know you're not encumbered by that foolishness, as I tend to be. <laughs> Tom says about National Cherry Pie Day, the problem with that is that cherries are totally out of season right now, and we must make any cherry pie with canned cherries, resulting in a cloyingly oversweet dessert. Remember when you get a cherry pie at McDonald's and places of that ilk? Just apple now, Tom says he thinks, although he's behind on his research on fast food pies. Yes, uh, Patty, speaking of supermarkets, I almost bought you some chocolate-covered cherries. Oh, you saw them somewhere? Yeah, I saw them as Valentine's leftovers oh. at, at Rouse's. Yes, they had several of them. And my first thought was, oh, I'm going to get some of those for Patty. And then my second thought was, when am I ever going to see <laughs> Patty? You know, the oyster shells that are in the pantry that you're going to get at some point soon now, because we have to make a trade on that. Uh, I, just, I just broke a syrup bottle on the bag when it fell off the shel shelf in the pantry. And so now I have a mess to clean up on the oyster shells that should have been gone a long time ago. But it's just not that easy to get them to you. So we are going to make a trade. We absolutely are. I will talk to you off the air about okay. that because we are actually coming over today. 556-9696 five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I am here. And you know what? I would love to talk to you. Because that's what we do. We talk about food. Oh, I wish I could say that I'm going to have some of this tonight, but I'm not. The Edible Dictionary word today is arancini. It's an Italian word. Patty, you're into arancini now too, aren't you? Wait, what is it? I don't know. Arancini. You've had it recently because you told me you had some. Uh, the the risotto rice. No. The risotto rice balls that have something inside of them, then they're breaded and deep fried in Italian restaurant. Oh, yeah. I, I had one. Where'd you have them? You told me you had them somewhere recently. I don't remember. I, I just remember and, taking, uh, somebody had them and I took a yeah. bite of it. But, yeah. Uh, they're all right. I mean, I'm not. Oh, I, I thought like you liked them. them. I like okay. them, but I mean, yeah. it's nothing I'm going to order. Get. Well, I yeah. would definitely get it. I get arancini wherever I see it, or I did until I decided that it was rare to get a really good arancini. And then I said, I'm only going to get one when I think it's going to be really good now. But an arancini is pretty much a ball of rice that can be the size of a golf ball. I've seen it the size of, in the case of Fausto's, almost the size of a softball. That's extremely rare. They're almost always the size of golf balls, if that. And they are uh, risotto, which is really starchy and so it's even more starchy and it's rolled up into a ball and then rolled into breadcrumbs and deep fried but there's usually something in it sometimes it's just cheese sometimes it's meat i've had it as crab meat which is really really yummy they do that at lola sometimes all right we're gonna take a break and be back with more of the food show after this Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too. 
Yes, indeed. 5569696 is the number. I dropped off of my little my little blurb that Tom wrote about Arancini to talk to Patty, so I'll get back to that. They are coated with breadcrumbs. Well, we'll start from the beginning. A Sicilian appetizer made by rolling rice moistened with a meaty red sauce into balls an inch or two in diameter. I have not seen that version so much. Maybe the one at Fausto's is the closest to that, but usually the arancini that I've had is just the rice with a with a defined innard and then rolled in breadcrumbs. Nancy's on the line. Let's talk to Nancy. Hi, Marianne. Hey. I haven't called in a little while, and I know. I've, got three, I've got three restaurant reports. I, oh, I, I my got them goodness. All You're going to spoil me. Forget. You're going to spoil <laughs> me. All right. You have been missed. Okay. Go ahead. Fire away. Report number one. On Valentine's Day, we happened to be on Magazine Street and looking for a place, and every place that I suggested in walking distance uh, was like an ethnic, either Vietnamese or Juan's Flying Burrito, and you know, you know the husband that when they say anywhere you want honey, and then they say, uh, not there, you know. Well, don't you do that too? So, I do that too. I don't think that's specifically a husband thing. Okay. I think guys well, say anyways, that about women for sure. Anyway, go ahead. So I'm just, just trying to walking, defend so. your husband's honor. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. He'll he'll appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll be sure to tell him. Um, so we ended up at Grigri, which is not a bad place to end up. No. And it, um, it was probably two thirty ish or three o'clock. So it was pretty empty, but still they said, do you have reservation? I said, no, but we'll just sit at the bar. So that was fun because their bar is not a drinking bar. Their bar is watching the food being made. And, um, that was fun. So we only, let's see what we got. We got one appetizer and one entree to split since it was the middle of the day. And uh, we got the shrimp, which I forgot the actual name of it, but it's fried shrimp with a real spicy sauce poured over it. And that was good. And then the... Um, what what color was the sauce? Was it like a... Like a, like a creamy... Yeah, like yeah, almost like a ramalad, okay. like a ramalad kind yeah. of sauce. But I'm spicy. curious to know what that, what their version of that is. Patty, do you know what it is? You go to Greek Greek a lot more than I do. That's and the, it's on top of slaw. That's yeah. the same. Uh, that's the same thing that's been poached from everywhere that started its life actually at the Bonefish Grill. Right, as Bang Bang as Bam shrimp. Bam, oh, okay. Yeah, Bang Bang, bang Shrimp. Bang Bang? Okay, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, it's is, their version of Bang Bang Shrimp. Yeah, I don't know what, what they, they call it. I don't know what they name. call it. Okay. I don't know. Okay, all right. Go ahead. Anyway, and then we had a uh, catfish pull bar, which was good. I mean, it wasn't really pull bar bread. It's more, I don't know where they get their bread, but it's kind of like a Dong Fong type. Probably Don Fong. It might be because, yeah. you know, it was a nice size and it was soft and very tasty. Yeah. And um, so that's all we had there. But it was good. And then I went, I forgot which day, I was around Lakeside Shopping Center and looking for something not too much. And I wandered into this little uh, crepe place. Have you seen? It's Wait, where called- is this? It is near Lakeside Shopping Center, right off of Severn. It's called T-Swirl Crepes. No, huh? 
It looks like a big giant um, ice cream cone when they serve it to you. And they have both, they have like, oh, at least 20 different kinds of crepes. Really? And they have the, the savory and the sweet hmm. side of the, of the menu. And um, so I got a savory, and they said the best seller was the avocado and shrimp. So I got that, and it comes with spinach in it, and I forgot what else, mushrooms maybe. And it's a little bit spicy. Once again, the same kind of shrimp with the spicy ramelade type sauce, except it's more Asian tasting. Yeah. Okay. And um, so that, you know, anytime you want a little, a nice little dish, um, um, lunch that's not too much, it's like most of them run around $12. Uh-huh. And they have all kinds of teas and bubble tea and all that kind of stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And the savory ones are really pretty if you want a dessert. It's, you know, with fruit and different kinds of gelato. You said savory? No, you meant sweet, right? I mean, sweet. Yeah, Yeah. if you want a sweet. Okay. You know, they have mango, they have strawberry, blueberry, that kind of stuff. Uh So that was a cute little place. And they also have one on Magazine Street, which I didn't know. So I don't know if it's a chain. T-Swirl? T-Swirl. T. Yeah, the letter T-Swirl crepes. Okay. Don't know it. Um, All right. Yeah. And then today, my beagle and I went to lunch. She's getting to be my regular partner. By the way, <laughs> if any listeners are out there, if any listeners are out there looking for a mate or a date, take a dog with you somewhere because it's amazing how many people stop and talk to you when you have a dog. Well, you know what Male, they say about female? guys and dogs. They say if, if a guy That's wants to meet mate. chicks. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I was even asked if I was single today, and, and it's been a long time since somebody Woo-hoo. asked me that. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> dog might, go, might have to look up which, which uh, restaurants are dog-friendly in this city. So now that she's been to Bub's, and she went with me today to Mahoney's. Oh, Mahoney's, goodness. which I had never been to. Wait, is this on a magazine? It's a magazine. I thought yeah. it was just a little pool boy shop, but it's not. They've got lots of food in there. And it was huh. a lovely day. Once again, they have a nice outdoor seating area right on Magazine Street. Yeah. And the little waiter was so sweet. He brought out a nice bowl of water for Dolly. And, <laughs> and everybody passing on the street stopped to talk to the dog. It was <laughs> a lot of fun. So I have, Wait, have, you ever heard that, have you ever heard that... Uh, that little, I, I guess it would, if you were putting it on the internet, it would be a meme. But have you ever heard that little thing about um, somebody in some country was asked by a reporter, if you, uh, if you died, what would you come back as? They, they said an American dog. <laughs> this is true. This is yeah. true. Anyway. Yeah. So she okay. made lots of friends today. Yeah. So I have Peacemaker, which the ones that I've had before have been just the um, combination of oysters and shrimp, fried shrimp and fried oysters on a po' boy. But this one had both all of that plus being dressed, plus they put bacon and cheese on it. And I that's said, a you know, peacemaker. That's one, I said, that's just one, one step too far. I don't need well, I think that's the original peacemaker. Oysters. It's you think? With fried oysters. Uh, no, it's fried oysters and bacon for sure. Doesn't it have roast beef gravy on it too? I think no. so. Let, I think it I, does. I'm gonna, the here is peacemaker. a question for 
nomenu.com. So let me fire well, it up. I remember Tom telling the story see. of what, what yeah. the maker was, why it's called that. Yes, why it's called that is the fun story. But what it is, actually, I, I do not think it is shrimp and oysters. I think it's strictly oysters. And um, and it's got bacon. And I don't. And Patty, I think you're right about it having uh, roast beef gravy on. So let's see what nomenu.com says okay. about the peacemaker. Because oh wait, Mahoney's is in here, so maybe he got a peacemaker at Mahoney's. Let's see. Oh, I don't know. I think you know the problem with looking this stuff up while you're on the air. Is that it is? Uh, it's it's hard to you know. You need an extra talk, brain. I know to talk and read and find out you know what it is. So, peacemakers, well, fried I've oysters. Here he said, "Here it is." And there's only been oysters and shrimp. Okay, well, know, I don't just... think that's. I, I think that is incorrect. According to Tom, fried oysters, bacon, and cheddar cheese. That's what he oh, said. Well, you see, I wouldn't like that. Is the, really bacon and cheddar cheese no. and well, fried oysters? I don't cheese know. On my oysters. Okay, well, they will not. But the that bacon to do was it. fine. I told them leave the bacon on because if I don't like it, I'll just give it to the dog. Obviously. Yeah, sure. And so Dolly um, wants a peacemaker. Really, that's right. <laughs> it was really good bacon. So she got a couple of pieces, but not all of it. It was big. It was good bacon. bacon. It was I mean, really good bacon. There, you know, you it don't really have to say good bacon because isn't by definition all bacon, all bacon good. good. Although there are definitely grades of bacon, and the thicker you get, to me, the better. So, how thick was it? Yeah. Um, it wasn't like that thick cut bacon, but it was it was thick enough. It was a lot of meat to it. It wasn't a big slab oh, good. of fat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. And it was yeah. two pieces. I got the smut. They're, they're Po boys come in two sizes, so he said, "You want the six or the ten inch?" And I said, "So I took the." I said, "Give me the six inch," but it was bigger than six inches. It was big. There were like four huge oysters and four huge shrimp on it. I have learned the answer to that question is always large, because the difference in price usually is only three or four dollars. And yeah, so you like essentially get another meal out of it for, you know, nothing, very little. I know, but you have to understand, I would have to wrap that up and carry it down the street with the beagle trying to get it out of my hands. So I said, no, <laughs> I want nothing left over whatsoever. <laughs> okay, well, that's a valid point. But for the rest of us, yeah. the answer is always large, I think. Large. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, when we um, went to well, Parkway the other day, I said... They said, what size? And I said, well, what's the difference in price? And they said, the small one's 11 and the large is 15. I went, well, duh, you know, so. Yeah. Well, the small was more than enough for me. Yeah, okay. And it was right. very delicious, so I had a good time. Now, did well, you give your number to the guy that wanted to know if you were single? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> The shrimp, That's the real uh, question burning in my brain. What? The shrimp Daddy. at Grigri are called flambeau shrimp. That's okay. what he calls okay. them. Okay. Yes, but you know what? No matter what the name, that's a great dish. I mean, if you had to think of all, that would be a fun thing to do on the show today. What are the most recognizable poached dishes around town? Obviously, the char-grilled oysters is number one. But I think that one's number two. I definitely yeah, think I do too. I that's agree. number two. 
And, you know, if Tom was right here, I would ask him about the blasphemy of it originating at a place like Bonefish Grill. (laughs) But then I would fire back at him, if it tastes good, it is good. You know? So, anyway. All right. Well, three in one. I like it. All right. I said, let me get in before I get... um... Las Vegas version two from from Darren because I would never get in. <laughs> I can't wait. I actually did not like Las Vegas, but he made me like it. Well, yesterday. it's Darren. It just makes yeah, you want to stand up and scream hallelujah. He does, and yeah, I am absolutely so interested in hearing about his meal on the Indian reservation. That is going to be fascinating. I'm really really excited about that. Having lived out there in the land of the Indian reservations, it is particularly intriguing to me. So, anyway, although I don't know that the food will have been all that great, but we'll see. Because usually when you're on a tour, you know, it's not exactly chosen for its goodness. And so um, you would do much better on your own, but then you wouldn't be able to go knock on the door in the Indian reservation and go eat at someone's house. All right. On that note, thank you, Nancy. That's it. You're welcome. Goodbye. Take care. Bye-bye. 556-9696 is the number. Yes, we are anxiously awaiting that report. Phase two of Las Vegas. I did like phase one. I'm going to have to tell Jude. He needs to... uh, to, I know where Jude's going to go. Jude's got a a business trip coming up to Las Vegas and um and he would probably I'm I think the last time he was there he did go to Smith and Walensky because he likes Smith and Walensky and uh I wouldn't be surprised if he went back there again but I'm going to try and direct him to uh Jada's place and also the Michael Mina place sounds really really good all right it is time for the news from the Louisiana Radio Network we'll be back with more of the food show right after this 2 30. Louisiana lawmakers are looking to strengthen penalties for carjacking in the special session on crime that begins Monday Metairie representative Lori Slagle says her bill would change the minimum penalty for carjacking from two years to five years if you think of the crime of carjacking it's so traumatic it's so violent there's such a propensity for the victims to be harmed Two years is just not enough. And so we move up the minimum and we also address when the victims are actually harmed physically. 23-year-old Kaylee Tebow of Karen Crow faces vehicular homicide charges after her vehicle crashed into a parked car following a Lafayette Mardi Gras parade. 40-year-old Jermaine Britton of Bowbridge was pinned underneath a car and later died. Lafayette police detective Ken Handy says six children were in Tebow's vehicle and none were buckled up. She's been charged with vehicular homicide, of course, but she also faced uh, six counts of vehicular negligent injury. She also was hit with six counts of child passenger restraint and careless operation. They believe alcohol was involved. LRN. Are you paying too much for your health insurance? Are your deductibles too high? Or are you completely uninsured? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Healthcare Help Desk can help you now when people need help the most. Health insurance laws and rules have changed. If you have Obamacare, are uninsured, or your premiums are too high, Call Healthcare Help Desk. It's free. New healthcare plans are available, and you may qualify for dental coverage and lower copays and deductibles. Make the free call now. Top quality coverage at the lowest prices anywhere. You may be paying too much and not even know it. In these troubled times, healthcare is more important than ever. Don't let another day go by without health insurance. 
Policies are being offered with very low copays and deductibles. So if you're uninsured, underinsured, or paying too much, call Healthcare Help Desk. Call 800-301-7166. I'm Ed Horrell, author of The Kindness Revolution, with this kindness moment. Customer service icon Tom Peters once said, Commit yourself to performing one new act of exceptional customer service every day. Induce your colleagues to do the same. In the course of a year, in a 100-person organization, this will result in 24,000 new acts of kindness, and such is the stuff of revolutions. Wow, 24,000 new acts of kindness. Wouldn't it be wonderful to think that one company could make that impact? Well, the fact of the matter is, they can. It starts with one individual making a personal commitment towards change. One individual taking it upon themselves to lead that change. And that is indeed the stuff of revolutions. To learn more, check us out at thekindnessrevolution.net. The solar eclipse is coming in April, and you're going to be hearing a lot about it as it gets closer. You'll also be hearing about how important it'll be to have your solar eclipse glasses for your family and friends. Why not buy them from the store that promotes kindness? Simply go to shop-kindness.com and buy yours today. That's shop-kindness.com. By the way, our listeners get a 20% discount on all items. So head to shop-kindness.com and enjoy the eclipse safely with your family and friends. Remember, shop-kindness.com. I get misty just holding your hand. All righty, 556-9696 is the number. If you would like to talk to me about food, let's do it. Call me, 556-9696. We were talking about arancini a little bit earlier. And uh, I would like to pose the question that I just thought about, which was if you could line up a list of the most poached dishes around town. I don't mean literally poached. I mean stolen, not stolen, but borrowed or copied. You know, the copies of dishes when a dish is outstandingly good. Like anything else, it's going to be copied. I think far and away, the most copied dish in the city is the char-grilled oysters from Drago's. No question about it. And then I would say the second most copied dish, well, I don't know. I would say the second most copied dish is the Baltimore crab cake, although most of the versions that are called crab cakes are not crab cakes. They're more like stuffed seafood patties, but that doesn't have nearly the cachet of crab cake. But that is, in fact, what they are. True crab cakes are hard to find. There's just a few around town. And then I'd say the third one would be the Bang Bang Shrimp from Bunfish Grill. Do we even have a Bunfish Grill here anymore? No, huh? Yeah, we do. It's out, in, uh, it's out on Veterans Highway. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So... It started in this area, oddly enough, in Covington and didn't last very long. And I was surprised by that because I liked Bonefish Grill. Do you like Bonefish Grill? I do. I like Bonefish Grill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think it's good. As a matter of fact, I'm tempted to go there and just check in on them because uh, the Bang Bang Shrimp was not the only good thing that they had, to my recollection. And I like the look of the place, unless it's changed a lot. I do, too. No, I, I yeah. like the look at the place. Yeah. I don't know when it departed Covington, but it's been quite a number of years. And now it is Garcia's Mexican restaurant, which had moved from Mandeville right on the other side of the right by the bridge up there. And I don't go there either, but um, we're overdue to go there as well. But I do want to check in with Bonefish because what do you get there besides do you get the bang bang shrimp? Oh, yeah, we always get the bang bang shrimp. And then we get, you know, one of the entrees that usually. I go with the seafood when I go out to places like that. I'm going to have to look at like a seafood platter or something. No, like a they grilled actually don't fish have or... that. Yeah, I was about to say they have more. Mm-hmm. They have more um, grilled items. I think it seems they don't do the you know Louisiana seafood thing so much, which is maybe why they didn't hang out in Covington too long. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's it's kind of a different sort of. Seafood, and probably because it's a national chain, and uh, not everyone is going to do the fried seafood thing. You know, we talked, or I did. I've I've been fascinated by by national chains that are actually upper class chains. Cheesecake Factory being one of them for sure. I would say Bonefish is in that category for sure. But I. Just haven't been in a long time. Anyway, so what else, Patty? Can you think of anything else that would be really that's that you see hmm. everywhere? And most, I won't say most people have a version of it because the Bang Bang Shrimp, there's really only a handful of places that are doing that. Yeah, Drago's does it. Drago's, yeah, mm-hmm. I, th- I thought it was kind of funny. They have the single most dish, yeah. but then they were the first <laughs> to poach that from Bonefish. <laughs> So, but, you know, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. That's for sure. And I like the version at Drago's. It's, I do, it's too. It's very good. It's very too. good. It's not only the, what makes that dish particularly interesting, I think, is the peanuts. Is it peanuts? Yeah, yep, it's peanuts. Yep, it's peanuts. So it's peanuts on top of the um, remoulade shrimp or the white spice. Patty, I'm a little surprised that you like that dish because it's kind of spicy. It it's is spicy, but it. I do like it. Yeah, yeah it's got I do a little like kick it. to it. All right, five five six nine six nine six. If you can think of a dish that you see around town that started somewhere else, but now it's been shared uh, by several other restaurants, I would like to know what that is. I'm gonna have to think a little bit more about that. I'm sure there are others because a good idea travels fast. I probably sh- probably like blackened fish because Paul well, yeah, Prudhomme's sure. the one who started that, and yeah. then and then everybody does it. Yeah, but you know that's so old. Yeah, it that is. it's kind of baked into the system. So I wouldn't necessarily. I mean, that's absolutely an incredibly innovative thing for sure. Um, gumbo yaya would be another one, mm-hmm. but um, those are. I don't know. They're, they're just, they're like a, a great version of something that kind of already exists and not necessarily revolutionary. I mean, 
The char-grilled oysters at Drago's, that was revolutionary. And Tommy was saying that it came about one day when he was looking at whatever that sauce was on um, fish and thought, you know, I wonder if we put that on oysters. And voila, that was a real turning point for that restaurant. I'm sure that's covered in their book that they have out now. Uh, I would imagine that that's sort of such a pivotal thing that that would absolutely get play in the book for sure. 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'm here. I would love to talk to you about food. I was going to look at the menu for Bonefish, but I hadn't gotten, you know, it's not one of those, it's not one of those websites that's all that easy to negotiate. Like usually you see a place for um, menu and I mean, there's something start your order now, but that would be for ordering online. And I don't know if menus are the order online menus are exactly like the menu in uh, like dine-in for dine-in. They have a happy hour, but the happy hour food prices are $15. That's not, (laughs) you can do a lot better than that around town for sure. So I think, I think not on that one. All right, 556-9696 is the number. We are talking food, as we always do here on The Food Show. There's a big picture of the Bang Bang Shrimp here. And uh, often imitated, never duplicated, only at Bonefish Grill. They have a three-course meal, so that would be interesting to try. Yeah, we're definitely overdue to go there and see what's going on. Where's the drink by today from Lord Byron? What's drinking a mere pause from thinking? I have to to let these sink in for a minute before I give it a thumbs up or down. I usually give them down. (laughs) Words to eat by from Nicholas Shamfort, an eminently quotable author from the mid-1700s. The majority of those who put together collections of verses or epigrams resemble those who eat cherries or oysters. They begin by choosing the best and end by eating everything. Why not? Patty, can you finish off a whole box of cherries? Tell me no, please. I could. I'm sorry. (gasps) I could. I would think that would make you dizzy. It's (laughs) so sweet. Oh gosh. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that's, you know, like I've never done anything comparable for <laughs> sure. But but um no, there are two things like I can't control. So sweet. Cover cherries and peeps. I can't control myself with. Peeps? Uh, yeah. Patty, um, you can eat a lot of peeps at once. I can. Sitting? I can. <gasps> Tom and I used to talk about that. And so what do you don't have a like coma peeps. of sugar? Oh, yeah, he loved peeps. peeps. And we used to talk about those all the time. Like, I can't I, I can't open up a little box of peeps because I'll eat all five of them. Really? So I have to open okay. them when I have someone else with me to eat them. Uh-huh. Because I just, <laughs> I just love them. That's a sad story. Not that one. That's, that's um, a funny story. But uh, Tom used to love peeps so much. I would get him peeps for, well, I, you know, for the longest time, 
peeps were only available at Easter. I know. And then somebody got in the chair of the CEO there and said, what in the world are we doing? There's Halloween. There's Valentine's Christmas. Day. There's Christmas. Yeah. There's Thanksgiving. Fourth of July. What are yeah. we doing? You know? And then they just exploded in terms of their their output. And uh, that was about the time that Tom wound up looking at a peep and going, what is this? And I thought, oh, that's just too sad. But probably saved him a lot of, a lot of excessive sugar, although that doesn't, you know, that doesn't really matter mm-hmm. at this point. I just don't buy them anymore because I know, I, you know, you got to know your limitations. <laughs> and I but know do we? But do that we? <laughs> I would eat them. I know I would eat them all, so I don't buy them. Okay, so chocolate-covered cherries or peeps. You can only choose one, and the other has to be foregone for the rest of your life. Oh, it would have to be chocolate-covered cherries. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I could see that because you yeah, have I mean, the chocolate can you, factor. Yeah, you can't give. But yeah, I just, oh, yeah. I mean, it's like almost like mainlining sugar to me. When I see it oozing out, there's a picture on that box, and it just had the, you know, had the There's the probably only about 10 in there. Ten what? There's probably only about ten chocolate-covered cherries in there. I don't know. I didn't see. Yeah, there's not because a whole I lot. had the thought I was I'm going to get these for Patty, <laughs> and then I thought, but when am I going to get them to Patty? And so I didn't investigate it any further at all. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. I want to tell you about Chisacy ham. Chisacy ham is delicious. We all know that it's been around for 115 years here in this city. It's our own iconic company. There are quite a few of them, but we like this one a lot because it's got the Chasey VIP ham, which is totally silky in texture and really, really delicious in flavor. There is no other ham like it, but it's not the only thing they have. If you go to their website, ChaseyBros.com, you will see that they have a roast beef and a bone-in ham and sausages of all kinds and the shots chili. So go to ChaseyBros.com and see the full portfolio. We'll be back after this. Parish Coffee is a small-batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to Paris. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites, and we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are seldom what they seem. All righty, 556-9696 is the number. This is probably something that we shouldn't talk about on a food show because, frankly, it's disgusting. But I am kind of curious. Patty, if you had to guess where most of the toothpicks in America are made, you wouldn't happen to know that detail, would you? 
Oh, no, I have no idea. It's not something you would ever think about, I can imagine. No. Ever. (laughs) But they're made in Maine. Hmm. Most all of the toothpicks in America are made in Maine and of alder wood. I've never seen alder wood, I guess, except in a toothpick. But Tom suggests that the next time you go to, sometimes Tom's suggestions are downright hilarious. Um, the next time you go to a uh, first-class restaurant, ask if they have alder toothpicks. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sure. Anyway, the toothpick manufacturing machine was invented on this day in 1872. So for those people who are still using toothpicks, I see a lot of plastic ones now. Uh, by, by a J.P. Cooley and Silas Noble. Remember the days when Silas was, well, you don't remember him because you weren't alive then, but Silas, the name Silas was sort of a common name. Well before our time, of course. Five five six nine six nine six. I had a text asking if barbecue shrimp had been mentioned as on that list. And, of course, it belongs on that list for sure. So, yes. I mean, now it is because I'm mentioning it. I bet you we would have difficulty coming up with a list of ten or even five of those, although that is four right there. But I think the distinction of of the... uh, Third, I would say, well, it's not, you know, if barbecue shrimp is on that list, then that would certainly be ahead of bang bang shrimp. I don't see bang bang shrimp all that often in restaurants. I see, I mean, I could probably name the places I've seen it. I did not know Gree Gree had a version, but so Gree Gree would be, I guess, the fourth besides bonefish, but I can't remember what the third would be. But I have seen them, and I do I do get it whenever I see it. And I automatically uh, assume when I see the description of it that it is bang, bang, shrimp. I just saw a picture of it on the website. It looks like it's not served over lettuce. It's not served over lettuce at the original spot. Correct, Patty? It's like a little bowl. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I think yeah, it's okay. on a little salad plate-like or something like that. Now, a Drago's... It's served by itself on a dish. It doesn't have lettuce yes. or anything underneath it. So how's it served at Grigri? Did she say it had lettuce underneath it? Yeah, I think she said Coleslaw. it was over. It, well, it's, and when, if you look on their menu, I, I think it's, it's, a, uh, it's a meloton slaw, I think. Ah, okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense. At a place like Grigri, you have to up your ante, so mm-hmm. a meloton slaw. Now, maybe that's one way that I could learn to really like Merloton as a slaw. The slaw that I had over the weekend at Patois just blew me away. I think I might be switching my allegiance to creamy coleslaw and going back to the one I grew up on, which was a vinegar slaw. I'm starting to like the vinaigrette slaws better than the creamy coleslaws. As a matter of fact, it's kind of hard to find a really good creamy coleslaw in a restaurant. 
You know, we had a coleslaw from La Usa's by the track Friday night, and yeah. it was really, really good, I thought. But it was sweet. I liked, I liked the sweet coleslaw, and it was... Mm-hmm. It was. It wasn't really creamy, it, but it wasn't a vinaigrette. It was kind of in between, you know. Uh-huh. And it was sweet. It was really it was good. Sweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you told me that, because I'm going to go to Liuza's by the track for their fresh cut fries. But I'm not going to add coleslaw <laughs> because I don't want yeah. vegetables that taste sweet. You said that you went someplace else, but you oh the rum house. The we rum house. Finish, yeah. Yeah, we didn't finish talking about the places we went over the weekend. So rum house, I don't know. Does anyone get anything at the rum house other than the uh, nachos? Nachos, I know. Well, that's what my granddaughter wanted to go there. My future granddaughter wanted to go there. Uh-huh. And we just went for, that's all we went for was yeah. the nachos and a drink. I, and yeah. I'd never been there. And oh, okay. when they sat that plate of nachos in front of me, yeah. it was like, holy smoke. We took probably three quarters of it home, but it was, it was, they were delicious. I wonder of all of the orders that go out of the kitchen per table, if that is the prerequisite for any order that nachos are on it, because I mean, that's a nacho place Mm -hmm. and and they have made a tremendous success in that restaurant on that one item. And uh, what is it? Pulled pork? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, it's pulled pork on it. Mm-hmm. Was What else is on it? Uh, onions, cheese, jalapenos. I believe I saw black beans in there. Uh-huh. And the pulled pork. Was there a pork. cheese sauce? Was there it's a, a cheese? cheese sauce, yeah. Okay. Like a See, queso I feel like sauce. sauce a, it was a white it, sauce. Ah, okay. I feel like uh, I feel like cheese sauce renders nachos soggy un, in virtually no time, except at a place like Rum House, where it's like a trough and everybody's going crazy. Right. So it doesn't last. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't last long enough to no. get soggy. Mm-mm. Is that all that you had? Yeah, that's all we did. We got that. Well, yeah. actually. Uh, Shelby got the peas and rice because she really likes that. And she said they were delicious. What? Peas, peas and, and rice. Rice uh-huh. and peas. Uh-huh. And uh, and we got an order of um, sweet potato uh, fries, the uh, uh-huh. waffle fries. Uh-huh. And they were they were good. They were just typical, you know, sweet yeah. potato fries. But, okay. but you're right. Almost every server yeah. that walked by I yeah. saw with a plate of those nachos. And let me tell you, we were there at 4 o'clock. On a Saturday afternoon, and I think we got the last table when we oh, yeah. walked in. It was packed. Yeah, it's it's nutty. That place is. I've said it before. Whenever I talk to anyone who was a total, you know, newbie neophyte restaurateur, had never done it before. I mean, chances of success are, well, there's the statistic. One out of every 200 restaurants makes it five years. I don't know if that's changed post-COVID, but that was a standard sort of barometer. But there are a handful of places that have enjoyed not only success, but BAFO success. And that is, whenever I think of that that thing where you, you know, say, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open a restaurant, and you're just like killing it, 
it's the rum house that comes to mind before anything else. Mimi's would be second, but but the rum house, that's a, I believe it's a woman and her niece. And it is just incredibly successful. Absolutely incredibly successful. I would love to have them on the air, Patty. The next time you want to look for a guest, okay. I, uh, I would definitely love to talk to those two ladies because I feel like they're, they've certainly passed that mark. I would say they're probably, I don't know, 12 years, 13 years running, but no yeah, sign of stopping. I mean, they mm -hmm. are packed to the rafters every day with piles and piles of nachos going out. And it's way too much for two people. You need to have like six people. <laughs> well, well, you know, I think that that's one of the factors in success. I think that when people look at something and assess a good value to it, you are, you know, ahead of the game. Yep. I think, and I don't know about you, Patty, do you look at something and determine a value just on site? Yeah, usually I do. I do too. Mm -hmm. I do too. I was writing a piece about the Bourbon House for the next newsletter, and I was saying that, you know, it was, we had this seafood platter, and it was divided, and I would like to have seen it in its original state because my first impression was that it was not a value. And I really do, really do assess value just on site. First glance, is this a value or not? And before I taste anything. So, uh, I mean, and of course, if I don't like it, then it doesn't matter how much is there. But a lot of times I want more of it but it's it's really is something that i i just you know yes or no in terms of value and i think that it's hard to underestimate the importance of having that first sight be this is a value as opposed to the other which is definitely not something you want i would say five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to me i would love to talk to you about food we do it. We do it every day for two hours. We talk about food. I'm looking at the a platter of food on their website, and it, you know, it doesn't look really fantastic. It's fine, you know. Um, I'm not. Well, you like Caribbean food a lot more than I do, because yeah, you I do. like the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm not a Caribbean fan, but uh, about in any way about the food or otherwise, but. Um, it's really quite Caribbean. I mean, it's, you know, seafood mm -hmm. pepper pot. They have all kinds of stuff. So maybe that's a place to put on your list, Patty, because it looks pretty traditionally Caribbean. I would yeah, say. it was fun. You know, it was a fun place. And, you know, it's funny. We, before we went there, we were at um, Yvonne Lafleur's U Boutique up, uh -huh. up down. And we told the lady there that we were going to have lunch, and she asked where we were going. We said the rum house, and Shelby said they have great nachos. She said, you are the second person today that has said that. <laughs> she said that people were here really? a little earlier, and they said they were going really? to rum house for nachos. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Hmm. You didn't happen to notice the name of the place directly across the street from Yvonne LaFleur, huh? 
No. The place that used to be the old Frankie's. Anybody know the name of that restaurant? They didn't have a name out front. They just had an oyster shell hanging where, and I don't mean like a real one. I mean a, you know, a mm-hmm. big thing that they had made. Um, as as the, I guess, marquee um, that you usually see for a restaurant. It's, it's the place that used to be one and used to be Frankie's and used to be Carrollton Market. What's the name of it? You can email me, tom at nomenu.com. It is 3 o'clock. Time for the news. WGSO New Orleans. Stay with us for more of the food show after this. California continues to get drenched by atmospheric river storms. This week, Governor Gavin Newsom is activating the state's emergency operations center. Cal OES spokesman Brian Ferguson. Along the central coast and down into Los Angeles County, we're worried about flash flooding and land movement. And that's largely associated with the ground being just so saturated with water from the series of storms. There should also be a major snow melt in the coming days from the series of storms. Without a final agreement on key foreign aid or a deal to fund the government longer term, Congress is entering a two-week recess. Lawmakers are slated to return to Capitol Hill February 28th, just two days before the March 1st deadline, to fund certain government agencies while the rest must be funded by March 8th. Congress also leaves while it's in the middle of working out the details of competing multi-billion dollar foreign aid proposals out of the House and Senate. Police in East Texas are offering more details since an officer-involved shooting that involved a teenager who brandished a gun at his school. The teen carried the gun into Pioneer Technology and Arts Academy, a charter school in Mesquite, just east of Dallas. Officers responded and attempted to negotiate with the subject. During the process of negotiating, an officer-involved shooting occurred. Mesquite Police Sergeant Curtis Phillips says the student with the gun was wounded. There were no other injuries reported. The jury continues deliberations in the civil corruption trial involving Wayne LaPierre, the former CEO of the National Rifle Association. The trial's happening in a New York City courtroom. LaPierre's charged for allegedly misusing donated funds to the NRA. His attorney is calling the trial a political witch hunt. A man arrested for setting fire to a church in North Providence, Rhode Island. This happened on Thursday. 35-year-old Kevin Colantonio is facing charges after setting several fires around the exterior of the Shiloh Gospel Temple early February 11th. This is USA News. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you use insulin or have had hypoglycemic events, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-989-1361. 800-989-1361. That's 800-989-1361. Two women are dead after flames tore through a senior housing complex in New York City. They didn't have a chance. They didn't have a chance. Resident Nibia Cipriana, who says the victims were neighbors who looked out for each other. Initial indications from the local fire marshal's office on Long Island, fire was 
accidental in nature. In Minnesota, flags are flying at half-staff to pay tribute to two police officers and a paramedic who lost their lives while responding to a domestic abuse call in a Minneapolis suburb early Sunday. Authorities have confirmed the death of the suspect during the shooting. Respiratory illness is up in half the states in the U.S. As we work our way out of the winter season, 25 states are still seeing high or very high levels of respiratory virus activity. That's according to the CDC. Leave it to Adam Sandler to forget why he's at the People's Choice Awards. Adam Sandler accepted the People's Icon Award at the 2024 People's Choice Awards. Sunshine today and again tomorrow and getting a little warmer each day. Enjoying a spring-like warm-up with a sunny sky too daily. A few more clouds come in and it's gusty Thursday and turns a little cooler again by Friday. Upper 60s today after that chilly start. Low tonight, 40s to 50. Patchy fog for the morning drive. Then a sunny sky, low 70s. Slight chance of a shower Thursday night. Back to sunshine Friday, Saturday with highs of 70s. Ralph Sanjay, WGSO. Warmer days are ahead, and you're invited to fun family shopping at the Spring into Summer Arts and Crafts Show. There'll be an Easter bunny and free face painting for the kids. No admission charge and doors open at 9 a.m. Saturday, February 24th, Magnolia Park Recreation District, 13,000, Louisiana 40, Folsom, Louisiana. No admission charge and doors open at 9 a.m. Get more info on Facebook at Spring into Summer Arts and Show. All righty, we are back. Five, five, six. Six nine six is the number. I just spit it out automatically. I didn't even say it's the food show, but it is the food show, and you already know that. I'm Mary Ann Fitzmorris, sitting out here on my deck on a beautiful, beautiful Tuesday afternoon. <clears throat> Patty was talking about the rum house. We had so much to talk about yesterday that um, we didn't get to talk about everything that we had to talk about. So Patty finished up with the rum house. And I did not talk about going to Parkway on the way back from brunch at Patois and driving through. Boy, you talk about, did you ever see that Bon Appetit um, video of what goes on there, Patty? No, no. Oh, it's so, it's so cool. But um, it really is illustrative of just how insanely busy that place is. So, and Justin is so cute. He's just like the, you know, he's the poster person for uh, the restaurant and for the whole vibe over there. So his voice is on the recordings that you get when you call. And we've watched Parkway grow from just starting out and I know it wasn't just starting out but when we first started going to Parkway we went to Jay the owner's um or one of the owners uh wedding in 2011 and they were rocking and rolling before that so I would say we started going there on a regular basis Parkway Poor Boys is where I had my first taste of cheese fries. It's another one of those epiphanies. It was chili cheese fries that we had in the bar. 
which is my favorite room in that place. And uh, we sort of became regulars at that point. And the, uh, and by regulars, I mean, we're not regulars anywhere now, but um, except, uh, you know, on the North Shore. But uh, it was uh, an evolution, I would say, to the behemoth that it has become. I mean, it really, really is uh, a behemoth. <clears throat> It has spread to, I remember when they had the office across from the patio outside, and I mean, they just can fill up that entire patio space sometimes. So it was a Sunday afternoon, and there was just no way, first of all, we were not hungry, so I, you know, I wasn't going to go sit down again and have a meal on top of the meal we just had. But I did need to get a picture of the shrimp poor boy and to taste it in order to put it in the piece that I was writing. So uh, the line, when I called, um, I <laughs> we kind of did a little driving around on Sunday after brunch. I originally went to that area on the way home and then called to, and I figured it would be like a 20 minute wait for a sandwich, but I didn't even get in because the original recording was, uh, we're not accepting phone orders at this time. There's too many people here dining in. Have you ever had that recording there, Patty? I, I didn't know they had different yes. recordings. Yes, we have, especially... On Friday yeah. nights during Lent. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it probably just stays on then. Yeah, you know? it probably does. But mm -hmm. uh, I was surprised. And it said, uh, he said in the recording that if you would, you know, if you if you don't want to come and dine in, then try the number again in 10 minutes or so. And so I thought, well, okay, we're going to ride around a little bit. So we did. We rode around a little bit. And um, I... We rode around so much that I figured we had killed about an hour just driving around because it was a beautiful day for driving around. So I finally tried the number again when I realized that we had been driving around about an hour. And by that time, I think it was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 3.30, something like that, I called and was able to get in. And so we ordered and... I started to say the evolution has been interesting to watch that place become what it is. And I remember when Jay did not have that big parking area, which is fantastic. How long do you think that's been there, Patty? I don't know. It's been there. It's been there a while. Yeah, I would say probably eight years. Yeah, nine years, I think something so. like that. Yeah. Eight or so, ten years. We used to yeah. have our bulldog rescue meetings there. And oh, the bulldog okay. rescue is 12 years old. So, yeah, I'd say probably 10 years or so. Okay, so when you started at the parking lot was not there? Yeah, it I mean, was it, there. Big empty space. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then he bought that big empty space and made it the parking lot. But I like when they, when did when did they do the drive-through? I don't know. I think that's fairly recent. Yeah, um, maybe. I was oh, COVID. It's COVID. Yeah. yeah, COVID. Yeah. So, um, the it's very organized, and they have like a guy in a little, you know, a little... What, what amounts to like a little garçonniere. It's just a little tiny thing, just big enough for one person to be sitting there. 
and you place your order, you pay for it. And then they have all of these parking spaces that are numbered and they tell you where to park. And so we were assigned space number two, and then it's all very organized. You wait, and they come right to your car based on the information they have of where you're sitting, and they deliver it. And so that is what we did. So I've never had that experience there before. And uh, it's, like I said, it's 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 a well-oiled machine, which, of course, it has to be if you're dealing with numbers like that. I mean, my gosh, I just can't even imagine how it is to work there and just be on full steam for so many hours anyway um or to run it for sure so we picked up the poor boy it was a big fat poor boy nicely um nicely secured in the paper with a piece of tape and so i opened it and it was exactly as i expected a big big explosion of fried shrimp because that is pretty much what the parkway sandwich is and so uh it was i wanted to see because i i don't if i'm just getting like a poor boy or something i'm not going to pay that much attention to it especially if it's something that i do with any frequency and that's why whenever i i need a picture of something from keith young's i never have it because we're just going there to eat you know and i I'm not particularly writing about it or anything. So um, I needed a picture and I needed to revisit it in my mind. So after eating brunch, I ate half a um, shrimp poor boy. And I shouldn't have eaten it all, but it was good. And I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to finish it. I did make myself stop after the first half. But it was toasted bread, which is something that Tom says it should always be. And it's the Leidenheimer bread. He gets some from Genduces as well, but that was definitely a Leidenheimer roll. And it was toasted just so, piled high with fresh dressings and just enormous amounts of shrimp. And it was a tasty bundle for sure. When you go to Parkway, what do you normally get, Patty? Uh, oh, I try to get something different. I get the shrimp sandwich a lot. Their roast beef is really good. But you know what's delicious is their hot dog. They have a hot dog on French uh, with chili that is oh, oh. delicious. I mean, everything is good. Mm -hmm. uh, the I like the style of the roast beef. We're going to take a break and be back with more of the food show and more talk about Parkway Bakery, as they're called online. But Parkway Poor Boys will be back. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites. And we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market celebrating 25 years. The Crescent City Steakhouse has been a favorite since the first time I discovered it on Mardi Gras Day. This old-fashioned steakhouse hasn't changed much since it opened in 1934. I love the steaks. Here is prime beef dry-aged in-house, a great T-bone or porterhouse steak. The Vojkovich family has welcomed generations of locals to this special place, and they'd love to welcome you. Crescent City Steakhouse, 1001 North Broad, 821-3271. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. 
Thought has wings and lots of things are seldom what they seem. All right, we are back. I'd love to hear from you, 556-9696. So they use, I, is it Vienna beef? They use a hot dog that yep. is not widely available. Right, they get it uh, flown in yeah. or imported in from Chicago, yeah. and they yeah. split it down lengthwise and throw it on the grill. Uh-huh. And grill both sides of it, and then I th- I think they have ho- I think it's homemade chili. Oh yeah, it is. It on is. It. And it's be- it's got beans in it mm-hmm. for sure. And yeah, it's just that hot dog on French is delicious. Now, do you have cheese on it too, or it doesn't come with? It cheese? It doesn't come with cheese. You have to ask for it. Uh huh. But you don't you don't get usually. The I don't. I just like uh-huh. it with chili. Yeah. Um. It's. I remember, like I said, having their chili, which is homemade, and um. It's it's really good, but it's got beans in it. And maybe the next time I need some chili, I will go there. But I like their uh, corned beef. If you're getting away from the standards, their corned beef is... And they also get it from someplace up there. Mm-hmm. Their barbecue beef is good, too. And Okay. So it's in like a... Is it a sweet barbecue sauce? Kind of. And, and it's the same debris-like roast beef on their roast beef yeah. sandwiches. That they yeah. just put in a barbecue sauce. I think the roast beef is, uh, I love that style of I do roast too. beef. It's, I mean, I didn't really start eating roast beef sandwiches until a couple of years ago. For some reason, I just never did. And I've done a couple of pieces on it. So I've had, you know, probably more than my share of roast beef poor boys when I was doing that. And they really, I mean, yes, they're all roast beef poor boys, but they really do have, it's really quite a spectrum of what's out there for a roast beef poor boy. And when I think of debris, I usually think of beef that is just bits, shredded bits. But this is chunky with the bits, but it's also chunky pieces of really tender roast beef. I mean, it's it's a great it's a great bite of roast beef uh, sandwich. I would say because it's I can't decide if it's my favorite, but it's right up there for it sure. It is right up there. They also yeah. do their version of a peacemaker. Um, they only do fried oysters one day a week. I can't remember right. what day it is. Uh-huh. But the rest of the time they do shrimp with the roast beef gravy and the provolone cheese on it. That's their version of the peacemaker. Okay. Now, did did they stop doing the oysters? Was that a COVID thing, or I feel like they yeah, were not I think doing it was, oysters before that. I, no? I think it was when oysters got hard to get. They okay. they just decided that they were only going to do them one day a week, and they uh-huh. just kept stuck with that. They just stuck with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's smart. I mean, they certainly have another, a lot of other options and a lot of other things uh, for people to choose from. So, you know, it's they don't necessarily need to do oysters. And uh, I don't think anybody really misses it. I think he even told me that once. He said, I don't know that anybody really misses it. But if you are an oyster lover, I'm sure that it's not a, a burden to arrange to have it on the particular day that it is available. You know what else they'll do for you if uh, you call them ahead of time is they will order some po'boy po bread for you from Leidenheimer's or Jindusa, and you can go there and get 
a couple of loaves, a whole loaves of bread. Don't start that, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get mad at us. I didn't know that. Yeah, I've done it before. Everybody forget what you just heard. Forget yeah. what you just heard. They're way Don't tell too them busy. you heard it here. <laughs> way too busy for that. Blame it on Patty. I didn't say it. All right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's really... It's one well, of those really family iconic restaurant. places. It's you a know? family restaurant. Yeah, you're always going to see it's Justin in there. You, you're always yeah. going to see him there whenever you go. He's going to be in the kitchen, and it's and you know they opened up another little dining room. And, yes, the Jay's um, place, which I definitely want to yeah, try. They have a picture I mean, of that's... his daughter in there dressed as a hot yeah. dog. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely a family fun. They're just really nice people. Just really, really they really nice are. We're talking about Parkway uh, online. It's Parkway Bakery and Tavern. That's what it's called, but we know it as Parkway Poor Boys. P O O R. I think they're the only person that changed from Po Boys to Poor Boys, and uh, we are grateful for that. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'm here. I would love to talk to you about food. Looking to see if there's anything else. That's another edible dictionary word for you. Faro. Yes. Molly Kimball. We know it's the same as a potato, but it is different. It's one of the ancient grains. I don't know if the Windsor Court is still doing it, but at their meat and three. I've got to go back to the meat and three. Because I was so bummed about the last visit we had at the Windsor Court that I resolved to not return to eat food unless I'm staying at the hotel, which I still love every bit as much as the first day we walked in there. But the Windsor Court grill room, I just, it's definitely lost its luster to me. And I was really obsessed with the meat and three. Did you ever do that, the meat and three patty over there? No, I never did. Well, I don't think the time to do it would be now. I mean, I'm going to go see. I'm curious about it. But in the heyday, the meat and three was really something. You get these little herbed biscuits that were about the size of a, a quarter. And they were just divine. I don't even know if they're still serving it. I do have to go back. I want to see what's happened to the meat and three. But at one time, one of the sides that they had was Pharaoh. And I don't know if it was like a Pharaoh version of mac and cheese or if I'm confusing that with my daughter's attempt to make quinoa mac and cheese, which was an utter failure. She decided that there's absolutely no point in switching over to something like that because mac and cheese is mac and cheese and you can't improve on mac and cheese, period. But this pharaoh was like uh, was like my barley phase when I um, got into barley and decided that I was going to make dishes of it that would be like not jambalaya, but just a really savory kind of dish with some um, stock and onions and garlic and herbs. It was fine, but not worth the trouble. And certainly the trouble of finding barley, which is really the problem with all of this kind of thing, finding the ancient grains. 
But anyway, that's what Pharaoh is. It's part of that group. What's it called? Arantha? No, that's not it. Um, Spelt and all of those other kinds of things. It's an early form of cultivated wheat grown in the Mediterranean since prehistoric times, Tom says. It's also known as emmer or spelt. Oh, so those are the same things. But some authorities claim that it's subtly different from both. It's cooked and eaten as whole grain, especially in Italy. A soup of farro is still popular there thought of as very homely. In this country, farro is largely the province of health food stores and their customers, but some chefs have begun cooking it to add variety to the grain side of their menus. I don't even know that I see grain very often in restaurants at all anymore. I'm trying to think. Well, we don't go to those kinds of restaurants too much anymore, which is too bad because our experience over the weekend renewed my interest in doing that. And when you can get an entree at brunch that's $18 and one at a place with far less the cachet, that's also $18 or even $15, that's not a substantial difference. So why not elevate your experience? But I don't see it. I don't see grains, generally speaking, anywhere. I'm trying to think really hard, but I don't. Maybe that's because people are not doing carbs so much. Maybe it's that it's not that easy to find. But I don't really feel like I ever saw a lot of grains, and certainly not those kinds of whole grains, on plates around town. I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of the last time I did, and I can't. I mean, I don't even think it was in the in the glory days of what Tom says the Creole Revolution. I don't even think it was happening then. But the Windsor Court is still doing the meat in three. Yeah, they do. They Thirty-five do. Is it on there? dollars. Yeah. It it used to be when it started. They started it in 2014 because the hotel is 40 years old this year. And every decade, I guess they would do something special, but the $20.03 was the original price of that deal. And you could spend that like on a burger or something, but the meat and three had kind of a fun little thing to it. It was, you know, a play on the meat and three and um, it's delicious. I mean, it was. I mean, are you looking at the menu? How many choices do they have? Yes. Because they used to have a lot of choices. Uh, uh, it was. They have. Is Pharaoh still on it? I mean, I think that was kind of brief. I can't no. imagine that during COVID they still did Pharaoh because that would have been hard to get, I think. Yeah. No. You mean for now, the sides? Yeah. Now, the meat, the meat was not a very big piece of meat. It wasn't like you would get a whole you know, piece of chicken or a whole piece of fish or a whole, you know, anything. But it was certainly enough. It was a huge meal. By the time you had the three sides, a belly full of biscuits and the meat, it was a huge meal. I would always leave there quite full. 
but it was it was a good deal. It was a really, really, really good deal. Now at thirty five dollars, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of with I you don't on know. <laughs> at thirty five dollars, it was a good, good deal when it started. But even then, I would go and you know you park you park in the garage, and by the time you were done, it seemed to double at least. And again, not a problem because you're dining in a place like the Windsor Court. But but uh, I do want to go back one last time. I know I said no more, but I do want to go back one last time and revisit the meat and three, which is definitely agreed, not a value at thirty five dollars. They do. Do they still have the gumbo on the menu? Are you still looking at it? They have a really yes, good, still have it. a really good chicken andouille gumbo. Yes, there. that's one of the sides. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, does anyone know of a really good seafood gumbo around town? I almost never get it. I've had it at the Blue Crab. I thought it was really good there. But generally speaking, I don't get seafood gumbo. And I feel like in my list of seafood dishes that I'm working on, I need to have some, I don't know, some sauce piquant, shrimp etouffee, crawfish etouffee. What else is in that neighborhood, Patty? You get those things more than I do. What's Trim what else? Creole. Yeah, but they're all kind of the same, aren't they? It's like a like a red sauce. Actually, with I found and... out the difference between Creole and etouffee is Creole is tomato, etouffee is butter based uh, sauce. Okay, okay. But yeah, so I the like etouffee both is of those. brownish, and yeah. the other is Creole. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So shrimp Creole. All right, so I don't like seafood and tomatoes. So what do I need to say? I mean, I stay away from them anyway because it doesn't interest me at all. But what, what are yeah, they? Yeah, the Creole is a tomato sauce and the right. etouffee is not. Okay. So the etouffee right. is what you want. Okay, so crawfish etouffee. Mm -hmm. And what's the tomato version of crawfish? I don't know. I guess oh. crawfish creole, I guess. I no, don't you don't see that. You don't see okay. that much. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. Where, well, where's a good one in your mind? Think about that. And when we come back, we will revisit that subject because I need to get, I feel like I do need to get one or two of those kinds of dishes, which I never, ever get. It is 3.30. Time now for the news from Louisiana Radio Network. Stay with us. Radio Network, I'm Jeff Palermo. In his opening remarks on the crime special session, Governor Landry says he's received criticisms about leniency in sentencing. He says currently up to 70% of a sentence may be removed for good time, which requires no effort of the inmate to participate in educational job trainings or rehabilitation services. The good time is rewarded to these inmates really with no effort on their part. It's like, but it's like a participation trophy for jail. Legislation to conceal carry without a permit in Louisiana will be debated in the crime special session. And because police are trained to look for outlines of a gun in a person's clothing, President of the New Orleans Metropolitan Crime Commission, Raphael Goanechi, says it would prevent officers from asking for proof of a gun permit to prevent crime. This has been an effective strategy in the city of New Orleans for over a year, and we may be on the cusp of losing it if this legislation passes. LRN. Visiting team for the coin toss. Will it be heads or tails? Make your pick with heads or tails. The new $1 scratch-off from the Louisiana Lottery went up to $3,000. On 
Unlock your winnings playing $3, unlock it. Win up to $30,000. And check out the lottery's new $2 casino games. Poker Face, High Stakes, All In, and King's Ransom. Win up to $14,000. Seven! Roll the dice with $5 High Roller. It's loaded with $500 prizes and a top prize of a whopping $100,000. Kick off the fun with new games from the lottery. Pick yours up today. The Louisiana Lottery, giving you a reason to smile. Must be at least 21 to purchase. I'm Ed Harrell, author of The Kindness Revolution, with this kindness moment. Customer service icon Tom Peters once said, Commit yourself to performing one new act of exceptional customer service every day. Induce your colleagues to do the same. In the course of a year, in a 100-person organization, this will result in 24,000 new acts of kindness, and such is the stuff of revolutions. Wow, 24,000 new acts of kindness. Wouldn't it be wonderful to think that one company could make that impact? Well, the fact of the matter is, they can. It starts with one individual making a personal commitment towards change. One individual taking it upon themselves to lead that change. And that is indeed the stuff of revolutions. To learn more, check us out at thekindnessrevolution.net. The solar eclipse is coming in April, and you're going to be hearing a lot about it as it gets closer. You'll also be hearing about how important it'll be to have your solar eclipse glasses for your family and friends. Why not buy them from the store that promotes kindness? Simply go to shop-kindness.com and buy yours today. That's shop-kindness.com. By the way, our listeners get a 20% discount on all items. So head to shop-kindness.com and enjoy the eclipse safely with your family and friends. Remember, shop-kindness.com. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are never what they seem. All righty, 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I am here. I would love to talk to you. I'm thumbing through one of Tom's books uh, from, gosh, 1990, the 12th edition of his Guide to New Orleans Restaurants, and I was noticing something that makes me feel a little bit better about how picky I am. I've noticed that most all of the restaurants in here are three course, uh, three not three courses, three stars, and um, there are. He always did say there were just a handful of five star restaurants, but most of them are actually three stars, and that runs the gamut from things like Tony Spaghetti House to. Uh, well, Ruth's Chris got four stars. But, uh, oh, Sal and Judy's got four stars, too. Most everything, though, is is three stars. Tom gave two stars to the Napoleon House, which I love, but don't care all that much about the food. Do you like the Napoleon House, Patty? Have you been there? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, They have a really good roast beef sandwich, too. They really do. I think I had it in... I pretty much felt eh, about most everything I had. I had a, um, I think there was a platter that included andouille and a couple of other things. It was sort of an odd, um, 
assortment of things and um the andouille was good and i feel i was gonna say i feel like it's probably um jordy brower's andouille but i don't think it is because i feel like that is pretty much the um domain of the dickie brennan group what comes out of the commissary the commissary supplies uh the dickie brennan group because that's his two kids uh, but it's also his, well, it's it's his nieces and nephews, too. So, yeah. I kind of would like to read what Tom says about the Windsor Court, because that is back in the day when the Windsor Court was a hotspot. And I am going to read it, not on the air, but I am going to read it when we get off the air and and see what he says about it back then, because... I am struck by the dichotomy of what was then and what is now. And it's definitely, like I said, a mere shadow of its former self. But the Napoleon House was, uh, I don't know when it was acquired by um, Ralph Brennan, but that too was a wonderful development. I'm glad that the Brennans are buying up the old iconic restaurants and applying the uh, Brennan um, high realm imprimatur on them because they deserve it. You know, they definitely do deserve it. I'm not a big fan of, I know this is blasphemy, the muffalata at the Napoleon House, but... Um, I do like, I think their jambalaya is really good too. I feel like it's a hybrid of the Cajun and Creole. It's kind of like an in-between thing. And it's so rare to find jambalaya on restaurants that I usually always get it when I see it. And it definitely does run the gamut. Don't you find that, Patty, is jambalaya something you really like? I don't know if we've ever talked about that. Not really. Yeah. Does, does Bob like it? Yeah, it you know it's one of those things that if we're somewhere and they're serving it, we eat it. But yeah, it's, it's not, not something you look for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm nuts about jambalaya, and um, I would get it anywhere I see it. Surprisingly, <laughs> and like I say, I, I hate to beat up on him because I like the food, and when I start to really go through the menu. And the things that they offer, I have to admit that I like the food. At Chimes, they have a really good jambalaya. I mean, I sometimes will get that if I'm looking for something to get. But I think it's actually a pretty good Cajun-style jambalaya. I don't think they have it every day. I think they have it as a special. I think they have a, like a fried chicken and jambalaya special. And their specials are really good. They're like $10. Um, every day they have some lunch special. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Coming up is Caesar Ritz's birthday from eighteen fifty. Every use of the word Ritz implying luxury and excellence derives from his career. After managing hotels in Monte Carlo and Switzerland, he founded his own ritzy place in Paris, the Ritz Carlton Hotel. Here is a direct descendant. Tom said he wonders how he would feel about Ritz crackers. <laughs> Probably not too good. I like Ritz crackers, though. If you're going to eat some really pedestrian processed food, that's not a bad one. I wish I could bring myself to eat more processed foods, but every time I 
go to eat them, I think this is processed. This is bad. I shouldn't eat it. So what's the point? You know, if you're going to have those thoughts, you definitely shouldn't bother to eat it for sure. Have a deaf dining rule, number 223 and 224. When sauces or condiments come to the table in little dishes, don't think twice about trying them with anything else on the table. Few mistakes can be made. Always try a few drops of sauces or condiments brought in little dishes to the table before eating a lot of them. Some are very, very hot. You've been to Saj, right, Patty? Or have you? I'm sorry, what did you say I was answering the phone? You've been to Saj, haven't you? No, I have not. Oh, you have to go to Saj. You have Doug on the phone. It's really good. It's exceptionally good. Doug, let's go to Doug. I have a question for Doug after you tell me what you're calling about. (laughs) It's called a crawfish. Oh, have you had some? Yeah, so every, um, well, for the last three or four years, for Bacchus Sunday, I boil a bunch of crawfish for a friend of mine's got a place on St. Charles Avenue. Ah, nice. And and he wanted to he wanted them again this year. So <laughs> I, I wasn't paying the bill, but uh so I got hundred and fifty pounds. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and boiled them up and they were ten dollars oh a pound. My goodness okay that was the saturday that was the saturday of endymion i picked them up oh, and they were they were really good uh they were good, okay, good. oh yeah okay they well good they're they're the best i found anywhere around they they really know know what they're doing with seafood uh, wait who was that again it's b and j seafood and hammond b and j okay all right, they, and ten dollars. Uh, Wait, that's like a thousand dollars, right? No, it's fifteen hundred, Patty. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> but by the time, by the time I got all of the boiling fixings, and we also got forty pounds of shrimp just in case. Oh wow! Um, it was twenty four hundred. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get on the guest list? For yeah, next me too. Year? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it was on St. Charles band. Avenue. It's yeah. on St. Charles. Yeah, you know, I mean, he can yeah. afford it. Yeah, he can afford it. Sure, Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. Don't lose any sleep uh, over it, Patty. He's got it covered. Yeah, really. Yeah. I just okay. want to be invited. I'm like, you just invite me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You right. wouldn't believe the looks I was getting by people walking up and down the street. Oh, man. We, uh, we almost had to put an armed guard out there to guard <laughs> the I'll bet you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bet. Wow. Well, that's nice. Was, All right. So that is fun. is that what you called about? Because I'm going to ask you a question now. Yeah, it's one of the things. But okay. Well, I've go ahead. You finish what you got. Go yeah. ahead. For seafood gumbo, B&J seafood is worth the drive to Hammond. Oh, come on. Yeah. It's some of the best gumbo I've had in a long time. <laughs> Now, what's your it's connection really, to Hammond? How do you know about these places? I work. I actually work in Hammond. Okay, okay, that explains. So I just live in Covington. Okay, that's <laughs> like what we did for many, many years. We yeah. we we sleep in Covington and live uh, across the lake. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right, right. It's much and, easier uh, to live where you sleep. I, we've learned that yeah. over the last few ga- years. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh huh. Anyway. All right. So that, yeah, I just wanted to tell you. 
Okay, so now let me ask you the question. Was it you that told me you, someone, I think it was you, gave me a little tip on a place on this side of the lake in this area, and I, I was very grateful to have it, and then I totally forgot all about it. <laughs> it's like a little it hidden out-of-the-way place, and I was really excited about it, and then went, boop, right out of my brain. I've, uh, wow. <laughs> oh, well. I think then, it was, but I'll, yeah. it'll come to me. Okay. When it comes and to I'll you. And I'll email you. Okay. Thank you. Because I really do want to <laughs> know about it. Because we need all the extra places we can go to. No, absolutely. So, you don't remember what kind, what. It was like a little it place. It was like a little place that I'd never heard of. It was like a little find. And I was all excited about it and then gone. If anybody heard that and went to the place and knows what we're talking about, call, please. And okay. even if you don't, I'll, call. Uh, <laughs> right. All right. I'll rack my brain. All right. Well, you don't have to rack it that hard. It's okay. Thank okay. you, Doug. I appreciate it. All right. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Patty, do we have a spot or not? No. We do not. Okay. Then let me just go ahead and tell you about uh, Angelo Bracados because Angelo Bracado is a delicious, again, iconic place. That's just ours. I don't think there's any place else like it in the whole of the United States. It's right here at 214 North Carrollton, a block off Canal. Go there and see what it is. It's this, this old world atmosphere with delicious treats. Angelo Bracado came here in 1905 with all the other Sicilian immigrants, and they settled deep in the quarter. And he had two things that he brought with him, besides his espresso cappuccino maker. Torrincino, the vanilla ice cream with cinnamon and the chips of almond, and the uh, granita, or lemon ice. So many other things now. The cases are lined with them. There's real gelato with the real Italian flavorings. That is so good. I had the chocolate the last time I was there. It was divine. The kind of chocolate that Tom used to always make fun of Mary Lee and I about, Mary Lee and me about. Um, we said it would make our eyes cross. Maybe it does, but it's really, really good. They also have the cannoli, the best anywhere. It is made fresh every Wednesday on the cannoli line, and it is superb. Crunchy shell with the pistachios on the edges. They have tiramisu in that case, the baba rum cake, turnover strudel. In another case, they have the baked Alaska slices, which are better than the ones at Antoine's. And they have uh, real Italian nougat which is definitely a cool thing to have. You don't see it any place else but Italy, and it's, it's quite special. Angelo Bricado has Italian imports. It, it has little fig cookies that you'll be seeing on the altar, the uh, St. Joseph altar. They have the little fig cookies with the seeds. So many other things there, and just it's a cool place to hang out. Angelo Bracados, 214 North Carrollton, a block off Canal. If you have not been lately, go treat yourself. It is a treat. 
five five six nine six nine six is the number. So we start. I start talking about the uh, Ritz Carlton. I like the Ritz Carlton. I like the the M Bistro that's in there. We had an eat club there in. I think it was the 15th anniversary of the show. So that goes back 20 years. And I believe, I think it was M Bistro at that point. I don't know when, I don't know if they, if they opened with Victor's or Victor's came along and then it closed again, but there's a really beautiful dining room there. And they used to have a terrific brunch of a lot of little gourmet items there and it was really something and I loved it of course you know you don't see those hotel buffet brunches anymore but this was really a beautiful thing and I think that's a really good restaurant and they've had some good chefs and it never gets any attention and it's a pity because it's quite good but the real place that I think most people do go is the Davenport Lounge, which we went to over Christmas. And I just like, I just like hanging out there. Do you ever go there, Patty, the Ritz-Carlton? No, I've never been there, but I've heard fabulous things about the Davenport Lounge. It's just, I mean, it's, um, well, it's frightfully expensive, I will say that, okay? Uh, But they have this inner courtyard, that the hotel wraps around, and so you, you can just be in this, like, your own little secluded space, because that neighborhood's not terrific, you know, and to be outdoors would probably not be all that appealing, but it is wonderful inside that inner courtyard. And it's just a, it's just a cool place. I think the menu is terrific, and I think the food is quite good, and I've always thought that. I've always wondered why nobody ever went there. But, um, I mean, we don't go a lot, but it was nice to be back there. They had some terrific decorations over the holidays, and I just think it's good. And the one eat club that we had there was fun because we did a um, radio drama. Tom was always wanting to write a radio drama, so we did a radio drama for that eat club. I don't even know if I would ever, if I would even find the script. There's so much stuff here that I'm going to have to go through that I just, it's a big dread. But um, it was, it was cool. But that was a very long time ago. It was 20 years ago. It seems like longer than that, actually. The old kitchen sage says something else for you. The more different kinds of pepper in a dish, the more interesting and powerful the heat. So another one for you to stay away from, Patty. Okay. Always looking out for you. Thank you. Always looking out for you. <laughs> Words to eat by from uh, Dorothy Allison, a contemporary American writer. Hunger makes you restless. You dream about food. Not just any food, but perfect food. The best food. Magical meals. Famous and awe-inspiring. The one piece of meat the exact taste of buttery corn. Oh, buttery corn does sound good, doesn't it? it sure Tomatoes does. so ripe, they split and sweeten the air. Beans so crisp, they snap between the teeth. Gravy like mother's milk singing to your bloodstream. Boy, that is quite a picture, I have to say. I wish I found food like that more than once in a blue moon. 
but generally speaking, that is once in a blue moon. Of course, it is a dream, so that makes it, you know, that makes it exactly right. It's a dream. But buttery corn does sound good now that I'm thinking about it. It'll be a while before fresh corn comes out, but I do think it's hard to beat a hot cob of corn with butter and salt. I would say, do you like chili butter on corn? But I already know the answer to that. I remember when chili butter was kind of a big thing and I never did understand it. Yeah, me either. And corn that was roasted on a barbecue pit in the uh, husk. I feel like it's pretty hard to improve on corn shucked, dropped in a pot of boiling water, cooked properly, taken out, butter drenched on it, and salt. Is there, I mean, that's like the pinnacle to me. Is that how you eat it, Patty? Oh, yeah, that's delicious. Yeah. I don't eat a lot of it, though, and I don't know why, because when I see it and have it, I'm nuts about it, but I just, it's not something that I really say I must have, and I'm surprised by that, because it's pretty darn good. It's hard to beat buttery corn with a barbecue. Corn and slaw and beans pretty good stuff i have to say i have to, i have a question for you that i probably that i'm sure i know the answer to but um christian garrick you know the guy who comes on before you yeah sure was uh -huh. talking about um apparently there's a push for eating crickets and cricket powder <laughs> and he said ask marianne fitzmaurice if she would ever eat crickets <laughs> I said, I know the answer to that. I can tell you right now. The answer yes. is in capital well, letters, it no. Depends. Am I getting paid for it? And yeah. what's the amount? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I can't say that I would um, absolutely not ever eat. Like I could say that emphatically about like rattlesnake. That I'm not, I'm not going to, I have a, a real policy about reptiles. So I'm not right. going to do that. No matter how much money, I'm not going to do it. Crickets, so, eh, it doesn't bother me. As a matter of fact, I was thinking about asking um, our guest yesterday, cute, cute, cute Simone, mm -hmm. um, if the crawlers, because I really didn't want to get into the crawlers and yeah, what was on, on no. the crawler list, <laughs> but I almost did ask her about um, insects, if there was anyone that was going to be doing that. To, to tell You can tell, Christian, I actually have had an insect. There's a place called Hugo's in Houston, which I believe is my all-time favorite Mexican restaurant. Hugo is a sort of celebrity chef in Houston. Not sort of, he is. And he has several restaurants. But Hugo's, I think might have been the first one. It is in um, Montrose, right out of the city on Westheimer. And it's in a very cool building. And it is gourmet Mexican, not super gourmet Mexican, but it's definitely elevated, you know, beyond anything you see here. And they had crickets on the menu and Tom got some and I tried it. It's not, you know, it's a, were they fried or? Yeah, they were like fried crickets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
it's okay. I mean, I'm not going to, I mean, I know that Christian does a, a political show. And so that is one of the things that people are talking about. Yeah. You know, we're supposed to be moving into eating crickets. I'm not going to be doing that. No, me but, either. <laughs> um, but it's not, I mean, like if you had to eat a cricket or some other really um, unsavory thing, I mean, crickets kind of harmless, really. They make you know? cookies out of them at the uh, insectarium. Okay, well, go have one. <laughs> and have one for me. Cricket, no, 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 have one for me. I mean, I just, I don't see the point. But um, it's not, it's no, not really, I'll really. I'll just be a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> I tell if you what, I've, I've just become a huge fan of my, um, my broth, veggie bone broth. If worse came to worse, I could scour yeah, could up survive. some bones. <laughs> you know, I could scour up some... Look, we got a long way oh, yeah. before I have to worry about that sort of thing. Absolutely. I mean, you know, months and months of the old burning the fat that's already there. Okay? <laughs> and then we can talk about how to survive after that. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I have my own little dream and fantasy of going on Survivor. <laughs> That's my own little fantasy. Quick. Make it quick. <laughs> you know? Actually, if you don't eat for a day, it's easier to not eat the second day. And it gets easier with each day that you don't eat. Until you faint. And then yeah. that's kind of a problem. Because <laughs> by the third day, you're feeling a little lightheaded. Yeah. <laughs> you're, fi- you're feeling a little lightheaded. And I go, oh, okay, I should eat. And then I eat. And then I c- cancel everything that I did for the three days before that, which is really unfortunate and just so stupid. I'm so embarrassed. Anyway, that's it for us. I know we have a guest. Oh, I know we have tomorrow. Tomorrow is one of Tom's fraternity buddies who I was talking to at Pascal's Manelli that night that we had dinner there. And he was talking about his big controversy with Tom because his favorite restaurant, I'm watching a bird soar. I love to watch birds soar on a beautiful day. Anyway, um, he was talking about Le Chateau Fillmore and how Tom did not like Le Chateau Fillmore and it was his favorite restaurant at the time and then we started talking about that era and I always say this to anyone in the audience I have lots of questions about that era because it really is so pivotal in the evolution of the culinary scene now but I can't ask Tom those questions so if you have information, like I want this guy, Jay, who's a Jesuit guy with his, um, with his matchbook covers of restaurants to talk about those restaurants, because I was not in those restaurants with Tom. I would hear about them, but I was home with kids. I did go to a lot of those restaurants, but not at the time that we're talking about. So Le Chateau Filmar was how we got on the subject, but his name is Daniel Lunn, and he's going to be on to talk about Le Chateau Filmar and all of those other restaurants of that time and hopefully answer a lot of questions that I have and maybe some other people too. So he'll be on at three o'clock tomorrow. And then on 
Thursday, we have uh, Monsef Spa from Jamila's, which is a Tunisian restaurant. And he's an adorable person. And I want to talk to him about Tunisian food. He's been here for a long time over on Maple Street. And that's about all I can think of at the moment. But we have a bunch of good guests coming up. That's it for us for this show. We'd love for you to go to nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com. That's where Tom's 50 years worth of work can be found. Go to there and type in anything you want to know in the little gray bar at the top, and you're going to come up with some stuff. We always find out the answer. We've done it two days in a row now. Not that we couldn't have done it all along, but I'm just getting the hang of it now. You can sign up for the newsletter, front page, top right-hand side. And we have our Instagram, at the New Orleans Menu. We would love for you to follow us there. Back at the same time tomorrow, WGSO New Orleans. It's 4 o'clock. Good night.